Hey, it's that time again. Hi, Alex. It's that time again, friends. <laughs> yeah, I just want every episode that we have to have a new, like, little theme song. What are those called? Jingles. A new jingle. Yeah, it makes me think of, um, like, m- jingles for, like, children's shows. Yeah, totally. Right? But then what we can, the- like, drop the f- F-bomb in there to make it more right. on brand. <laughs> look at some of the shows that you watched as like a child and you're like well that's kind of strange like I feel like <laughs> yes. I feel like children's TV has actually improved a great deal like if I look at the things that my children have watched in terms of like representation and education and the lessons they're pretty damn strong but I was watching like um, you know Jim which I don't really think there were any takeaways from that wait What's Jim? Jim, she was, you know, um, you're, you're too young. Oh, Jim and the holograms. Jim and the holograms. Yes. Oh yeah. Sorry. I, she was like I don't know Montana. her as just Jim. Yes. But she was also like kind of maybe a drag queen. Oh, I know Jim and the holograms girl. Yes. I didn't say in the holograms, so that didn't give it context. And I also thought you meant Jim, like the, like the, like the class, like, like the, physical requirement class i thought you said gym <laughs> so i was just very confused <laughs> none of it was making any sense <laughs> no no it's fine hey um this is another episode of okay but like i'm andrew and this is alex <laughs> <laughs> how is it it's like episode 10 and I, I think it's I know, actually episode nine and somehow i didn't catch the throw to me that i was supposed to be like hey, and alex it's fine you you're probably like looking up your headline or whatever, getting ready and getting prepped. I was thinking about Jim's hair, actually. Do you remember? <laughs> That's what I mean. She's kind of a drag queen. She is kind of a drag queen, right? A little bit. A little bit. And what was her power? She like, she turned into a hologram. Well, she was a rock star and she was like, well, she was like an investigator, wasn't she? She was like solving crimes and she was a rock star. Yeah. Yeah. But there was like a transformation thing that happened that I wasn't ever really clear about what was actually happening. <laughs> I didn't think I thought the transformation was to Rockstar But she didn't have superpowers did she We're gonna have to bring this oh, up in no, a later right. episode Yeah no I think you're right Her transformation was but there was like weird effect. Like she didn't there just was like a weird go effect. and put on Makeup yeah no. <laughs> That's I was like is she a magical Is she a magical Rockstar Right no it was not her It wasn't her like uh, just in front of a mirror Putting on makeup like there was a transformation That would take place and then she was. I mean, so yeah. naturally. Didn't she, yeah, like naturally, didn't I loved it. She also had like a boyfriend that didn't recognize her. That was a whole storyline where you clearly should have known that <laughs> this was the same. It's person. the best of both worlds, Hannah Montana. It's Hannah. Girl, that trope will never die. And secretly, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's Batman. One of the. How do they not know that that's Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne at least wears a mask. We all know that the classic answer is Superman, Clark Kent. Where there's yeah, nothing yeah, happening yeah, but better. glasses. <laughs> That's like right, the classic right, one. Right, right. <laughs> there was an excellent, because if we don't bring up a tweet, it's not a show. But one of my favorite yeah. tweets, like literally as the Capitol riot was happening, which was both parts terrifying and on Twitter hilarious. So you just like kept yep. watching. <laughs> when yep. the, girl, the, the young lady tweeted something to the effect of, why y'all keep asking where the police are to stop the riot? Are you also looking, it was like, are you also looking for where Hannah Montana is like during the concert? <laughs> something like that. 
That's a good and one. I, like, I love oh, that. No. Oh. Um, so, hey, tell me about the craziest shit that you've heard this week. Headline. New Hampshire politicians ban pets from remote bill hearings. And I've got to give you the secondary. It's important. One lawmaker says the rule will be a challenge. Quote, I can try to keep the cats off the screen. Keeping them out of the room is going to be impossible. <laughs> that is just the perfect news story for right now. I love that. Okay, are you ready for mine? Yes. Smuggler found with nearly 1,000 cacti and succulents strapped to her body. Oh, yeah, we should probably talk about that because no. It's actually like it, it feels a little bit like um, a return to branding because I feel like when we started the crazy shit you heard this week, it was about people like this doing crime. Dumb we do shit. enjoy crime. We do enjoy crime, um, and the world has just gotten so crazy that other crazy stuff has taken precedence. But do you want to hear about this smuggler? I, I do, actually. Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so um, source the Guardian. Smuggler found with nearly 1,000 cacti and succulents strapped to her body. A woman sentenced in New Zealand for biosecurity violations after Bio hiding security. plant materials. See, that sounds like, um, that literally sounds like an infectious disease. Like, that sounds serious. <laughs> Well, it, it is apparently pretty serious because she uh, was hiding the plant material inside her stockings, is what it oh, says. Oh, it sounds know. very uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't really know the logistics, but a woman has been sentenced in New Zealand after being caught trying to smuggle nearly 1,000 cacti and succulents strapped to her body. When King Lee, known as Wendy, pleaded guilty at the Manukau District Court to charges under two separate violations for biosecurity laws attempting to bring plants in from China. In March 2019, the 38-year-old who lives in Auckland attempted to smuggle 947 succulents by strapping them to her body. The plants were worth over 10,000 thousand dollars and included eight endangered and threatened species oh not the threatened succulent species i'm like okay a couple of things one is like how in the world do you strap cactus and succulents to your body over a thousand because of there them. has to be a barrier right i gotta like duct tape my leg and then i've gotta like strap them and then like secure them because you can't go you know plant to skin on that Absolutely not. And also, like, my succulents die if I, like, move them three inches in their pot. This is my follow-up question. I have a succulent that right now, every day I get up, I look at my succulent, and the succulent looks at me, and it says, bitch, if you look at me wrong, I will die. I will drop like immediately, and I will <laughs> <Yes>. die. <laughs> so how, how did she travel from China to New Zealand and expect die. these plants to be alive? Yeah, they have to be. But this is funny because this is not the first time that she has been arrested and sentenced for the exact same crime. <laughs> she not a repeat offender. She tried this. Yep. She tried this a year before in which this time she was not as ambitious. She only had 142 unauthorized seed packets that she brought in, which you're not allowed to do. <laughs> she took it. So she took it up from seed to plant she stepped her game up girl <laughs> but you know what's it's funny though because um when i was in canada just even going from canada to the u.s i of course in true homosexual fashion went to a lavender field in canada <laughs> and brought <laughs> bought like a lavender sachet right like i was like mm, canadian lavender. lavender what they're called lavender what sachets what is a sachet it's like a little, it's like a little pouch of, of lavender that you can like put in your closet or under your pillow. And they're called yes, it's sachets. amazing. Not like yes, a satchel, I mean, I, a sachet. 
Yeah, no, it, it's S-A-C-H-E-T. Sachet, I have yeah. literally, this is how, yeah, the, okay, well, I'm just over here being Let's, super heterosexual. I've never heard yeah, of Yeah, because this you're word. not a gay witch. Right. That's why you've never heard of this word. But listen, when I, I had that in my bag and at the airport, it added literally like 25 minutes onto our screening because they like had to investigate the bio diversity or the bio um, allowance of the of the lavender. I mean, fair enough, right? You can't just be bringing whatever anywhere. Um, it, it's funny, and then things turn into like invasive species and like literally destroy an ecosystem. <laughs> so. Yeah, like we've talked about, like we've talked about. So that's my crazy shit. I just was like, that is crazy to me. And also, like right now, why? I feel like airports and traveling is just so specific right now. Like, why are you going to try that right now? I mean, she started with those seeds. We know that we, seeds are a gateway to to crime. <laughs> It's the favorite segment time. The favorite segment time. How are you? <laughs> I I am pretty good. I oh, I've been I hear pondering. Something. I hear something. I hear some pondering in your in your tone. I have. I've been pondering. Do you want to know what I've been thinking about this week? Yeah, please tell me. I want to know what you've been thinking about. I have been pondering this week how you get to a place where it is acceptable to just cut cut people out or or conversely if someone like cuts you out that that's okay and i'm i'm thinking family toxic family relationships is what i have been pondering that question is intense and is heavy and if you want to talk about it we can talk about it um I'd we're girl, gonna fix ex- it in the next 15 to 20 minutes okay don't expect answers <laughs> just like know that don't expect answers okay because i i would i'm gonna lay out a scenario that is not hypothetical it is not maybe this shit happened to me okay here we go yeah let's yes. hear it i'm i'm all ears i have a so i do not have a very large family I myself am an only child. Um, my dad's side, he does has he has several siblings, but it's kind of one of those scenarios that happens with some somewhat larger families where just not everybody is super close. Like even within a family, you know how siblings can have like cliques. Some are totally. closer, some are not. Some don't speak to each other. And it's like all these, you know, weird dynamics. And but um I do have a um, a relative that's pretty close to on my dad's side of the family. And I was uh, in her town recently and saw her and I thought we had a perfectly normal and, you know, lovely time and uh, just normal interactions. She loves my kids, would have said we were fairly close. A couple of weeks after this visit, she defriended me on Facebook with nothing said. We had had oh. some... <laughs> that's where it begins <laughs> it all starts on facebook i it swear really does. the passive like aggressive 70 percent of divorces in 2019 cited facebook as a reason for divorce so like legitimately like which is go ahead the way we use facebook to it's okay we're gonna get into it but the way yes, that we, we will. use the way that we use facebook to replace like what previously would have been maybe like direct communication or the way we use it to make assumptions 
somebody liked this but didn't like that or whatever it is. It's just so distorted. But she had defriended me and I noticed it and I was like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I sent her a DM and was just like, hey, it's, and here's, here's the interesting part. I noticed she defriended me, but like, and several other family members. It wasn't just me. Oh, okay. okay. And that's why I was like, well, something is obviously going on here. Yeah, um, yeah. So I reached out to her to check in. She did not respond. So I let it sit probably for like a week. Okay, was it was it just like a quick check-in or were you like, was it like just like, hey, what's going on? I noticed this or was it just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, it was, hey, I, I see we're no longer connected. Everything okay. I think that okay. literally may have been the extent to it. Sure, if she yeah. defriended me, obviously things aren't okay, right? But it's just like, this, well, yeah, okay, but the I don't really know how other, to approach this. Totally. And the other family members disappearing too, that... So that is putting you in a very confusing place because it's not just you. You've noticed others. She's not responding. You just saw her. Okay. Yeah. Correct. Because, you know, you click on a profile and it's like, oh, you know, mutual friends, right? It's right oh, there. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And we would have had a dozen before and then we were left with like one. So I was like, mm. oh, she's like cleaning house over here. What's, yeah. What has happened? <laughs> yeah. Well. For all I know, for all I know, she could have decided I just don't want family in my business no more. Yeah, right. Like Whatever. people do that like thing where they're like, I'm cleaning up my Facebook. Let me know if you want to stay on. And I'm just like, Ugh. maybe she wants to act buck wild on Facebook and not have the family know. I, it could have been hey. literally anything. Hey. Yeah. So I was like, OK, she hasn't answered me. This is strange. I'm just, you know, let me just give her a call. Let me see what's going on. I call her. And from the second she answers. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. <laughs> let me get some popcorn. It's a problem. And it's all attitude from the second she answers. And so, um, so wait, she, you say hello and she says what? Oh, hey, <gasps> just like that. So you were like, okay, here we go. I was like, okay, well, we're off to the races. I said, um, hey, I, you know, sent you a message, wanted to check in and see if everything was okay. And she's like, well, no, it's not okay. As if I should know what's happening, right? <laughs> Psychic abilities, girl. And, and then she says, and then it's, um, she says something along the lines of, I don't even know, I don't even know why you're calling me. Cause I didn't answer your message. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. So then it's from there. And eventually what comes around is it's not about me personally. She's got another, she's got some issue with someone else, but because I'm close to that person, she doesn't think that we can basically have a relationship, but there's all these assumptions that I should have known this from like a Facebook different. Like, why would I know this? And it's weird that we have a relationship and then we're just not going to have a relationship and you don't think I would question that. Like, of course I'm going to call you <laughs> to see yeah. what's wrong. Was your plan we'd never speak again and I wouldn't question it? That's You just wouldn't ever notice or reach out? <laughs> yeah, that's really bizarre. Of course I'm going to check because you're a family member and I love you. So I'm checking to see what's going on. But it was like as if, why would you even contact me? It's like, because I'm worried about you. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is really so, strange. And this happened like the time for you just saw her recently, right? I'd probably seen her a couple weeks before, like in person. Yeah. And then you got home and like lived your life, and then you noticed that she was defriended, that you were defriended. So something happened in that time frame. Well, pause. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, something happened in that time frame, and it, it seems to be there was a triggering event that I don't actually know about. I don't have the details about, but clearly was very, very hurtful to her. And oh, in that okay. vein, I feel badly. I don't know, but there, I just can't imagine the reaction being this strong unless something really, you know, happened. Totally. She made a decision. Not, yeah. Right. 
I have not gotten a full story on that. I don't know that I will. I haven't really dug, to be honest. But it, it, it ended with the her basie hanging up on me and she was done. And I was like, I, that's bonkers. <laughs> Wait, like literally just click. Yes. Well, it, <gasps> it was explaining that the issue wasn't me. The issue was someone else in the family. However, she then outlined issues she had with me. And so clearly you do Ooh, have an complicated. issue with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, started yeah. with, hey, this isn't about you. And it ended with, oh, but here are the issues I do have with you. So I'm like, oh, okay. you just holding on to all this stuff. Did it seem like they that that was excavated, like that was revealed? Or did it seem like it was because of this other person, the other variable, there are things about you in relation to that variable person that she finds difficult? I think these are things about me. So I think there's a big story oh, okay. here. But what, okay. okay, we're getting there, by the way. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. just laying this out like it's, but yeah, it's no, I, I live I'm getting it. to a point here. Yeah, girl, it's like a true crime podcast. We're figuring it out. She, I think her biggest issues are with the person I'm close with. However, she clearly also had issues with me. So right. she shared these things. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, you've never I don't know where this is coming from. Like, clearly, she held on to it and then exploded. Uh, right. Yeah. Which is a yeah. thing that can happen. Oh, yeah. I totally. have been known to do such a thing. OK. Straight up. Right. But having said that, um, she then, so we're, the conversation's done. I reach out to my family member to say, what in the, and I am in tears. Aww. Like I am, I, I'm like a mess over it. Yeah, frankly. I mean, well, it's, it's a little <laughs> unfair. I was yeah, that's the thing. Like that sort of shock, that sort of like just complete disengage without explanation and assumption that you know why, that is really unfair. I mean, it felt unfair to me, but I knew I wasn't getting the whole story. It felt unfair yeah. to me. I was like, I just, what in the world? And it ended on something in particular that was strange. She made a comment about something about me personally that I was like, I, where is this coming from? Like she was saying to me, I never said this thing about you. And I'm like, what? And then that's like when she hung up on me and I'm like, I, I don't understand what's happening. So I call my dad and um, I'm talking to him and um, hey, this just happened and yada, yada. What's going on in the family? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to figure things out here. And uh, come to find out that um, this, the thing that she said to, about me that was like a, a, frankly felt like a personal jab, but she was claiming she hadn't said, she had said it. <laughs> oh, okay. And clearly she said it to a family member and thought they told me. Me? Oh. But they did not. So she was operating on assumptions of information that was not ever put forth to you. She must have been because oh, she said, wow. and by the way, I never said X, Y, Z. And I'm like, who said you did? Well, now like, we know she's new. lying, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, I don't know. she didn't know that you didn't know. No, I had no idea what she was oh, talking wow. about in terms of some sort of, you know, personal. And I mean, pretty personal, like down to the kind of mother I am, which <gasps> is pretty much the red line for me. Oh, I mean, the red line for <laughs> pretty much anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's That's, a lot of oof. things one can come for me on. <laughs> but being a mother simply is not one of them. Here's, here's the rules on how to come for me. One, don't. <laughs> If you want to come for me on my sugary and salty food intake, my sixty calorie rosé, yeah, 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 no, no, oh, wow, the, okay. The way I'm raising my babies is just not. That's just yeah, not no one go. of them, right? No go. So having said all of this, yeah. right, I went. I went from. I'm. I'm really sad that this relationship seems to have fallen apart, and I don't understand why. To in all honesty, in the moment, like, oh well, fuck you, totally, and yeah. back around, like it's yeah. been very tough and part of me has wanted to reach out to her and say hey all these things like 
the things that you maybe have expressed that you have problems with me, I really wish you had said them to me because I think we could have had a conversation. Or if you have a legitimate concern about my boys, we could talk about that too, um, but you didn't. But you assumed other family members told me. Like, so you're, and in and that conversation, the conversation happened, it sounds like before I saw her. So she said these <gasps> things to another family member, oh. did not say them to my face when I was in town. So and psychologically, that's super too. that is super hurtful. But what I'm, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but I do read, I like, I'm fascinated by it, and especially like emotional intelligence. I would suggest that maybe, do you think that like seeing you is what activated the pre-stuff, right? Like the stuff that happened before you you saw her. If she was saying this, then she saw you, which was the first time in a while, right? Yeah, I mean, physically seeing me, right? Because none of us have been able to go anywhere. See, but I think like to your point, I think there's something interesting about the way Facebook and distance and tech like sort of um, distances us literally and emotionally and like distorts our bravery, distorts our narratives, our assumptions. It, it gives us this weird sort of avatar understanding of people. So I wonder if seeing you and like engaging with you and talking to you really kind of activated some shit with her that she was like after you left, she had to like go through some stuff and shut shit down and just disengage. You know what I mean? Well, again, though, I think that her I think her big triggering issue, I actually don't think was related to me. But I think the issues that she does have with me that weren't like addressed were just all rolled in, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's just like, eh, well, all the you know, all these things. But it's so interesting you bring up the Facebook aspect because the the personal issues that she seemed to have shared related to me do also relate to how I'm confident they relate to how she perceives me on Facebook. Sure. I mean, because you're not Facebook seeing each other every day. Me. Right. Totally. My Facebook is what I choose to share. But to think that is all of my life is just, I mean, that's ridiculous. It's just I not. Know. Listen, girl, it is just like I i go through this with some of my family members is um, sort of in like an inverse is that I'm like, take a break from Facebook. Like you, your Facebook doesn't have to be your life. Right. Like you do not need to put everything on there. You do not need to post six times in one hour. You do like it's actually not mentally very good for us, you know, and it's like there is a sense of alarm and concern when people use it as a um, as like a, a litmus test, you know. It is, and like in this case, it literally just had to do with like who I associate with and, and maybe don't on Facebook. And it actually is a conversation, but the I, yeah, just the idea that that is how you would perceive the whole me is the Facebook me is just, or who my friends are, or who I hang out with. Like I, I don't put everything on Facebook. I just do not. No. So, so to your original opener is, um, are you feeling like at this point that that is a toxic relationship that is now discovered as toxic and you need to just be okay with cutting it off? Or are you feeling the one that you have been cut off? Well, oh, I've been cut off for sure. Right. I wasn't the one that, but then learning, I believe a bit more about why leaves it as okay which is like hurtful and yeah. it's just hard because in fa- like just being like that's fine then because there's obviously a rejection there and that's really hurtful no one wants to be rejected and also when it's a rejection of someone who has been in your life literally since you were a child this is someone who's been in my life as long as i can remember deciding like that why well, guess it's over and it's just like what 
You, yeah, you would literally do that to me and my children, by the way, is just beyond me. But if you're capable of doing that, then okay, good life to you. Yeah, that's, that's how like, it feels. Yeah, it's world bending, right? It does sort of bend your world in a weird way that like, oh, yeah, that's tough. That's really so. Yeah, and I also don't think I think it's also complicated because you don't have a large family, right? Like in my family, we have a I have a huge family, and like it's sort of a joke. But whenever I touch base with any of my family members, I literally have to ask like, who's mad at who this week, and who's not speaking to who this week, and who's best friends this week, because the alliances are always <laughs> constantly shifting. Yeah, and it, I mean even that in itself is sort of toxic and exhausting. And um, you know, it's it's one of the reasons why I talk to my family members who I talk to, and why I don't to the ones I don't. Um, because it, it's just I can't have it take up too much of my real estate, you know. Um, and so, in some ways, I feel a little bit like in your story. I feel like the one who is like not answering the Facebook DM, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> or like deciding not to engage with people who like make me upset. Um, so the rejection not thing is hard. With people that make you upset, right? Not engaging with people that make you upset. And this is a weird one that clearly I think I was upsetting her and didn't know it. Right. Because it simply wasn't expressed to me. I wouldn't do such a thing purposely. But then conversely, it again, it's so very hurtful to know that you were saying these things and just at no point said them to me or certainly not to my face. And they aren't things that I would not have been fully comfortable talking about and being honest about. Because a lot of it had to do about, you know, the journey I'm on as a person, frankly. Oh, see, see, that's that's a great point. That is an amazing point, because that what you just articulated is the is the discussion generator for complicated relationships. Right. So a lot of times, especially at distance and especially with the Facebook assumptions is sometimes I don't feel like people are capable, especially in families, to have a conversation about like our personal going throughs. Right. I feel like there's some sort of like, especially with family, there's like a selfishness where it's like you hurt me and it's like, OK, let's talk about why I hurt you or why you think I hurt you. But then also ask me a question about me and ask me a question about where I'm at and ask me a question about what I'm going through. Right. Because in this crazy world right now, the way that those two rams butt heads it's just like some people decide to cut off conversation and not engage and then other people like want to talk about it right and so i don't know what to do if someone wants to just completely shut down conversation exactly and i am a con i'm i like to conversate yeah i do and i talk things out and i have had years of therapy and (laughs) i just look i think everyone should i think everyone should well some people clearly need to Yeah. And so, like I said, I've I've gone back and forth on this. Are you supposed to now that you understand a little more of what happened and you'd really like to talk about it? Because I would. Are you supposed to try? But then trying means, you know, maybe getting a door slammed in your face again. Right. Or even if I do, what's the trust level? So even if we have a conversation, mm, knowing what you said behind my back is going to stick know. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, and yeah. so it makes me in that, to your point, engaging with people that make you unhappy or make you uncomfortable. I just, I don't find people to be disposable like that. And yeah, I'm feeling neither. disposable right now. And mm. so it's like, I got only so much energy. And at right. the end of the day, I got a really supportive hus- husband. I've got some beautiful kids. I've got a good solid job. Ah, you know, how much am I supposed to, how much of my emotional energy is deserved 
to invest. If you come to me and want to, then maybe I'm in the wrong if I'm not open to it. But I feel like you have a lot of work to do on you and I should not take on those burdens because a healthy person, I don't think lashes out like that. I just don't think so. Yeah, well, I mean, it's good that you've gotten to that articulation for yourself because my follow-up question was going to be about like the articulations that she made to you on the phone where she hung up with you. Is that was that like family concern? Was that like petty drama? Was that her just offering a judgment? You know what I'm saying? Like, what was her end game? Like, what was her goal? Because there's a difference. Like in my family, when someone is like, "I am concerned about this person," can we talk about the way that they are X Y Z? That is a different conversation that I'm willing to have. If a family member calls me and says, oh my God, did you hear what they did? Or like, right? The way that they are planning the conversation and what their end goal is tells me personally like how much I can engage and how I engage. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was a little too over all over the map to even Oof. So, so she's going through something. I have to imagine, but also holding on to stuff. Right. Because if you if things bother you, if you take them as slights or insults over a period of time, but you never address them, they will all feel, you know, built up. Oh, for and sure. And people can't read your mind. No. And so I have learned over a period of time that you do have to be direct with people. You also can't assume that you are the center of their world. And so that when you say something, they are going to dissect it front and back and inside now and, and know exactly what you were talking about. So if you feel like they didn't receive it the way you wanted, you just have to address it then and there. Like, hey, I, I said this and, you know, just seemed like you ignored it or seemed like you didn't, you know, respond to whatever it is. But people can't read your mind. And if you actually value a relationship with them, you will let them know. And that's what I do, right, with the relationships I have. With my husband, if something isn't right, I don't just hold on to it and just, uh, what, assume it'll get better? Or that doesn't make sense. So yeah, there wasn't an end goal that I could get. The conversation was super short, but I feel like a lot of random things were said in a very short conversation. And that's why I was like shocked at the end of it. I was like, this is like, you just airing out grievances that seem like have just been, you know, deep down and that you hadn't surfaced yeah it, it it makes me think about um what her like trauma ex like trigger was right because if it's not just you that was defended it was others and if her um if her conversation with you was the sort of mind map scattered all over the place, wasn't focused, wasn't outlined, like, you know what I mean? It's like, if it seemed to you like she was going in directions that were surprising to you, and even if other family members don't really know what's going on or you don't really know, I just feel like the lack of information here. Not the specific thing. I mean, she spoke like there was a specific thing that just set her off, but it, then it, it felt like this feels like it's lots of things. Well, this and that it, But something can still like be like in your mind Absolutely. Especially you know if you mean? like keep putting your stuff in your jar, eventually that jar is going to get full. And then all the things in the jar suddenly seem related and you're mad about the full jar and you're not mad. At, you know, so it's like you right. lose, you it lose just, the But then the it's just hurtful to find out that you aren't in the relationship you thought you were. That was part of it, too. I was like, oh, I thought we were kind of close. And clearly we were not. Like, yeah, we just clearly weren't. And it was just super hard, too, because... In our family dynamic, there's all sorts of things that go on, right? If you've got an elderly relative or people that need care, you just got people talking. 
you got people talking, right? Sure, sure. And this family member carries the heaviest of loads in caring for some of our family members. And whenever this would come up, I would always go to fucking bat with people in the family of like, we need to support her as much as possible. We should be checking always. Like I was as big a defender as there was. And I didn't, of course, say that to her. Why would I? I wouldn't bring that up to her. That's ridiculous, right? Sure. Um, but I was just always like, we need to find ways. Or I felt terrible that I probably wasn't doing enough. Like, whatever it was. And again, just to find that um, that is not where she was. It's disappointing. It's sad. It's hurtful. I think I went from, like, being shocked to super pissed to now, like, you just got to be a really unhappy person. And I'm sad about that. Because frankly, I'm not. Oh, Bring me. man. <laughs> well, I like how we, it was so much we both started at the same time. That's what it called for. <laughs> Bring me your joy. Oh, so I love that conversation that we just had for GCBC, but I also love Joy Corner. And my favorite Joy Corners, um, the reason why I like like the internet is because there are moments where I will find things that are just like simple declarations that are perfectly articulated in a way that I'm like, yes, like, yes, that's right. So uh, my Joy Corner this week is from Twitter. Naturally. It is, it is a tweet from at Difficult Patty. Which I'm like, <laughs> is it Patty with a Y or an I? It's um, at Difficult Patty, P-A-T-T-Y. Okay, just I'm just checking. Yeah, and her um, her actual like bio name is your other mom. <laughs> oh my gosh! And this is all it says. <laughs> Hi, I'm 42 years old, and I still don't know what to do with my arms when I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't know what to do so that they don't feel like someone pulled them out of the sockets every morning. Exactly. I like when I read that, I was just like, yes. I sometimes no joke think I'm like, I don't know how to sleep right. Like, I just literally don't. I think I'm I think I'm sleeping wrong. I don't know how to be a human being. It's being an adult, actually, is what that is. It's like when you start to, to over overthink your sleep. Oh, bring me your joy. OK, so this one is a little bit roundabout. It's like a general applause. Um, and it is for Sesame Street. OK, which I I I am steadfast in my belief that Sesame Street is the best piece of children's entertainment that was that has ever been created. <laughs> it is, of yeah. course, decades old now, but there's just nothing better out there <laughs> than Sesame Street. And it was going viral this week that someone was passing around that Big Bird is like different colors or different representations in different countries. Oh, interesting. So in like Mexico, it's actually technically Big Bird's cousin, but he's like a parrot. He's he's all green and he's got like a red face and then like a pink neck like he's a parrot. <laughs> I love that. And then in Brazil, I believe it is. He's all blue. So like Big Bird, but like he's all blue. And people were shocked by this. for what? <laughs> They were taking. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. So there are all sorts of international iterations of Sesame Street. Like you think up the country and there's likely an iteration of Sesame sure. Street. Sure. And sure. what I love about this is that they it, what it represents is it's not just, oh, we'll make. OK, we've got Sesame Street, you know, America, and then we'll just push that out. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the representation, which makes a lot of sense because Sesame Street is actually super culturally sensitive to America. 
and you think of the topics that Sesame Street has broached or, um, I mean, not that there aren't some universal truths in terms of how no, we should sure, treat one sure. another, but Sesame Street isn't just like ABC one, two, three. We no, think no, of, no. right, Sesame Street introducing, do you remember the time that they introduced the character who was like in an adoptive home? So that yes. there was representation. They are on that. the forefront of that shit. They really are. And they're doing it in such a way that is so accessible. Yes. Having a character that is autistic and yeah, explaining totally. how things are a bit different for her. I believe yeah. it was in the South African version where they introduced a character who was HIV positive. Um, yes. Kami is her name. She like okay. it was it was all over. And I was just like, that is amazing. Like a little a little HIV positive puppet. But that's the example, right? There's a South African version. There is an Israeli yep. version. So Amazing. And they make them, again, that's what allows it to be representative of the culture. So I'm sure, for instance, the Israeli version, right? They're celebrating probably different events. High holidays probably explain. Totally. Things like yep. that. So uh-huh. that it's not just from a, you know, American-centric view of the world and events and things that might be important to children. So my joy corner is, yes, that there is Blue Big Bird. <laughs> But, I love that. But also just a celebration of what Sesame Street represents and that it really is one of those positive American exports that has been pushed out and shared in its own iterations around the world. And I, just, I love Sesame Street. I love that so much. And I love that they have different big birds that are like culturally recognizable and appropriate. I love that. Good joy corner. Yeah, we can we can celebrate that one. All, all the time but i tell you this go and google <laughs> please go google the the muppet i think his name is garibaldo um oh, okay he actually I'm here is for that. kind of terrifying <laughs> so go check okay. it out i'm on it until next time my love we'll talk then bye